Welcome to my podcast, DJ Justin Pitlick. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast. I am super pumped because I have somebody very, very special sitting on the other end of the phone and getting ready to talk. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. He joined the Miss America pageant with hopes and dreams, just like anyone would. But the expectations forced him to rethink his career path and thus went into radio just 43 years ago. Being with WIFC since 1996, it's been something all radio people hope for, a station to call home. The host of Callaway on the Rise on 95.5 WIFC, here's Dave Callaway. Dude, hey, <laughs> oh. hey Dave. Got, yeah. Gotta do it. Yeah. Gotta do it. Yeah. Hey, Justin, so. It's great to hear your voice. So you got into this podcasting thing. You've been eaten by the bug. The I bug know. has taken you. It has. It has. It's it's all I want to do right now. I have like uh seven people lined up and I'm I'm really excited for each one and it's just uh, a super cool thing right now. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you're loving it. It's one of those things where I think podcast uh, listeners, which I am one, is uh, you get into a rotation with people. The way that you gather listeners is radically different than radio or, you know, just having TV viewership and all that podcast sure. is that you want to get into the the short list like for instance for me mm-hmm. it would have to be you know justin pitlick and then i would listen to conan o'brien sure but then i would listen then i would listen to uh there's a hollywood reporter we have on the show cecily nobler and she's got one called bored af <laughs> bored <laughs> af yeah and it's, it, it, it's a fun funny one and then i would follow it up with one of the main dancers for justin timberlake is a gal her name is uh, dana wilson and she is incredible really? but she's got a podcast and so get into the rotation get find your favorite podcast just uh, you gotta be one of them justin's gotta be one of them and sure. then just rotate those and listen to them whenever you can sure okay um you know and, and that's gonna just keep inspiring me to just keep going with more podcasts and kind of give me different ideas on you know lengths and what to talk about you know what kind of content to put out there. But, sure. um, but you know, Dave, what my podcast is going for right now, which I've, you know, kind of posted on social media, it's called the trifecta of happiness for me. So mm. there's three parts of my happiness. Um, one is self-care, two is business, and three is music. So- mm. Um, so those are my three that that keeps me centered in my life. So that's kind of what I'm going on. And so you, uh, fortunately, you're a part of, of the music aspect and especially being in radio for so long, Dave, there's so many questions I have to ask you, but I'm going to start with the first question and, and let's just go from there. So Dave, what made you interested in radio to begin with? It was um, actually not listening to the music. It's funny because back when I was in high school, we used to be in typing class, and uh, they let us listen to the radio. And so there was a station out in the Black Hills, uh, KKLS, Music Radio, KKLS. And so we would listen to it in uh, typing class, and then I would try and emulate, I would try and act like, sound like the the DJs that were on. And so when I started doing that, I got interested in in, uh, that whole concept of doing that, and I thought, maybe I could go meet these guys. And so I went down to the station, got the tour and then all of a sudden i started getting that bug of every time i would hear a song come on i would try to intro it and in top 40 back in the day it was one of those things where the idea was to when the song starts dj starts talking mm-hmm. and that uh, the dj would talk right up until the singer started and so sure. uh, that's called ramp- called ramping a song and so what, what i would do is i would practice like crazy ramping the songs yeah and I thought, maybe someday i'll be able to do it and i eventually did work at that station kkls 
Okay. And uh, the ball got rolling. Sure. <laughs> so that's called ramping a song, huh? So when a DJ introduces a song and kind of gets everybody pumped up for it, that's called ramping a song? That's it. You bet. Wow. Very cool. I, I've been doing that. As you know, I'm a wedding DJ. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of do it in that part. But uh, I love listening to you guys, you know, when you guys are introducing and things like that. I think it is just so cool what you do. So, oh, it's a fun time. It's a really fun gig. I always tell people it beats working. Yeah. And But yeah. when you're when you're doing the ramping the song thing, it is that there's a talent to it. And there's a lot of people who put a lot of flavor in to it. Some of the most elaborate DJs I've ever heard in my life are ones like, there's one guy who worked in Washington, D.C. for years, and it was Jack Armstrong and the Gorilla. Well, he was obviously the voice of Jack Armstrong, but he was also the voice of the Gorilla, which was just a character-sounding thing. You know, you pictured a Gorilla whenever he would do it, but he would do it all live and he would ramp songs. And so, when a song would start, you know, it would be anything, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, whatever, and he would say, it's it's Jack Armstrong and the Gorilla. We're here in Washington the DC having a great time. Oh man, I can't wait to hear this song. And he kept going back and forth between the voices wow. and ramping songs. And I thought, you know, this is something that, you know, if you're a creative person, you need to get into radio. And that's why I think a lot of people initially, they got into it because they wanted to do it. There's an energy. There's a huge energy to radio, and they wanted to be part of it. That's just so amazing. There definitely is is so much energy in radio. And, you know, when I was a kid, Dave, I used to, uh, you know, back in the days of tape cassettes, I used to uh, tape off the radio and make my own mixes and listen to DJs, like my favorite DJs. And I've, I've listened to WIFC since I was a little kid. I'm 39 years old. I started listening to WIFC as soon as I could, but I'm from originally Eagle River, and we never got the best radio service for WIFC. It would cut in and out, you know, but I'm like, oh, I want WIFC. It was always my favorite station growing up. I've been listening to you, Dave, for for so long. So moving on to the next question, um, I did cool. mention this in the introduction, but can you tell our listeners a little bit again how long you've been doing this for? I mean, that's incredible. It's um, uh, I have to kind of pinch myself whenever I think about this because yeah. I think I, w- I was way off for years. I didn't really even think about it. I'd say, I don't know, I don't know, 20, 30 years. I, just, I didn't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but I did the math recently and I was sitting there thinking, you know, I started back when um, I was in high school and I couldn't get a radio gig. And so I started on college radio And so I was in high school and I contacted the college and I said, you've got this radio station. Is there any way I can do a radio show at it? to just kind of get my you know feet wet in this. And they said, sure. And so they let me do a weekend air shift thing. And I just came down and I you know, play records and I got my uh, ability to actually talk and work the control board all at the same time, which, you know, takes a little coordination, but I got it together and that was 43 years ago. Wow. So yeah. that's, that's when you started to get your feet wet. And how did you feel when you were doing it? You're just like, this is fun. This, I love this. Or what was kind of going through your mind at that time? It was great. And it was, uh, it builds a uh, sort of anxiety. It was something like if you had uh, the ability to, to do a long race and then you feel those endorphins from getting in into that uh, running race yeah. that at the end of the show, I felt worn out. Like I had put wow. everything I had into it and wow. I planned like crazy. I had legal pads loaded with notes. And then I just, uh, I ended up and I thought, I just, I have to do this. And so I knew being on the air was, was the way to go. But I, you know, at a college station, you can only go so far. And when you listen to commercial radio, it's just a different beast. It's just another level to try. And I thought, well, that's where I've got to go. And so my next plan was to go to work for a commercial radio station. And my audition tape was ridiculous. Uh, when I look back, there's something that really influenced me in the way that I handle talking to other uh, people who are wanting to get into radio. And it's that right at the beginning, I completely sucked. And um, <laughs> I, I was influenced by a lot of DJs. And I thought, that's the way you're supposed to sound. 
And yeah. so when I did my audition tape, they would put me in a room and they would start one of those giant reel-to-reel tapes. And they would say, listen, talk into this. This is the microphone. And then we want you to read this news copy. And so I would just read what they would normally read for news copy. So I went in there and one of my big influences back in the day was Wolfman Jack, who sounded very cranked up. I mean, he just did not sound normal at all. He, uh, he sounded like this, like he was always yelling. <laughs> and so when I did my audition... That's the way I did my audition. I said, hey, today in the news, everything is wrong. You know, and so I I did it that way. And then they came in. And what was funny is the program director of the station, he pulled in other people and says, you got to hear this guy. So they, they pulled these other people in. And they all had the best laugh uh, over me yeah. and my stupid audition and said, <laughs> well, you don't do it that way, but we'll take it anyway. And they hired me. And so I knew they were desperate. And I knew that, you know, maybe I could get better. So they worked on me to the point where I would stop doing that yelling. Because once I started my show, I thought, well, okay, I still have some of that in me, like Wolfman Jack-isms and, and yelling like that and cranking it. And so eventually I just relaxed, chilled out, and learned to just talk, you know, on the radio. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, Dave, I just hear such a natural sounding voice when you're talking. It sounds so cool, man. Um, I remember even a long time ago, we were working down here in one of my old jobs and we would listen to you and I believe Stacy Cole, correct? Mm-hmm. And sure, we're listening you to you guys. And it's like, you always had such a still have such a positive sounding, uplifting voice, which is what I think that's what attracts a lot of listeners. I mean, really, it's just incredible. Which is good. I mean, that's what you're shooting for. Is yeah. You have to find it. You have to find a groove at some point. Oh, yeah. And uh, for, for learning how to um, have that translate on radio, the thing that's the most difficult is to get sort of the mechanical soundingness out of your voice because a lot of people for a while, they'll, you know, sound like they're reading something. And, you know, they might be reading. Uh, I know I was initially is that I couldn't say anything on the radio without writing it down. Stacy, I started working here. We worked together for 16 years and there was a great chemistry right away where, hey, I can play off you, you play off me. You know, you're, you're saying something, you got a story, I'm going to listen to it and act like the listener or vice versa. I've got a story and you're the listener. And you really that when you're doing a radio show with someone else, you've really got to kind of line it up that way. You line up your conversations. You know, what are we going to talk about? And people who are just starting out at it, I know they write it down, they script it out, you know, but it will sound that way initially. And, you know, that's okay at the beginning. But after a while, you got to get to the point where it sounds like you've just, you've popped open the mics and, you know, you start talking and you're having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. So most of the time when you're doing your morning show, there's no script. You're just going off the cuff. I used to have a script. I, I, I would take legal pads and I would write out whatever the break was. Like I would figure out what that one thought is they always say in radio you know just come at you know the audience with one thought at a time and so uh, a lot of times when you go over you know the mechanics of radio you count how many things you're saying to your audience and i'll give an example it's like if you come on and you say 95.5 wifc okay there's one item you've told them what your station is today beautiful day 68 degrees later it's 51 okay you told them the weather that's that's item number two that they have to remember and then you may promote something like hey stay tuned we're going to do this thing in the next 20 minutes you may pre-promote something that's a third thing they have to listen for and then you may get to your topic hey listen wanted to tell you about a concert that we're promoting this this weekend you know it's the covid19 uh, relief concerts okay there's four things okay did your audience remember any of that because they had to remember the call letters had to remember the weather had to remember your pre-promote of something coming up later in the show and then your item and so a lot of times nowadays i change it up where i kind of get to the meat what you know what are we talking about let's just dive in because your your audience has got too many things going on i always picture the listener being like in a van with a lot of kids 
<laughs> and they've got a lot going on. Worst case scenario, yes, yeah, so much going on. Yeah. Right, kids yelling and yeah. right, right, right. And you're juggling, you know, a bunch of uh, you know flamethrowers. That's why I think that with everything that a mom or a dad may have to to encounter in the morning, we need to make it as simple as possible and really just get with it. Don't give people the list every time I hear a DJ uh, who's giving you the list, like, "Hey, we're going to do this, and here's this thing we're doing, and all this." You, that's going to drive people crazy. Get away from the list and get get to a topic that uh, is going to interest everybody. Right, and that's going to keep them in the moment, in the present moment, like right now. Yeah, right. And if you if you initially have to write, you know, your thoughts out that way that's normal you know that i think that's really a normal thing for people to organize their thoughts when they're doing a radio show but after a while you do it enough where you know how to to get into uh the meat of a story and, and how to you know pique people's interest you know like uh how they're dealing with the pandemic well one way is music music is such an important part of people's lives are these living room concerts are they uh, all that in the bag of chips or are you not watching them what are you doing you know and so then you would end up talking about one of the living room concerts um you know that we're promoting and yeah, take it that way. But I used to write all that down, and I really don't anymore. Because you do, you do it enough, anything like this enough, you probably won't need the notes after a while. Oh, I suppose, especially after uh, 43 years. My gosh, that's incredible, Dave. That's just, and you're still going strong. I mean, you know, I, I want my listeners to know Dave Calloway is on 95.5 WIFC. It's out of central Wisconsin. He is a radio legend, and that's actually the name of this podcast episode. So Dave is a radio legend. I want you guys to check him out if you haven't. 95.5 WIFC. We got some more questions questions for you, Dave. So uh, first of all, my next question is, uh, who's the longest partner you've worked with on your morning show? And actually, it's, I'm guessing, Stacey Cole? Yeah, it is. I I would definitely say, Stacey, I've had a lot of partners at uh, WIFC over the years. So when I started back in the day, I thought, well, I don't know how long any of this is going to last. You have no way of gauging uh, how long you'll be with any you know, life changes, uh, people's situation changes. What's interesting is that for the most part, there's a lot of them that I've stayed in touch with and can't wait to catch up with them along the way. Like um, uh, Susan Kennedy was so terrific. Uh, oh, yeah. We had we had stolen her from WIXX, one of our sister states in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came over to do middays. And then she ended up doing mornings, and uh, Susan is terrific. Karina uh, was uh, incredible. And this was was sort of a weird gift because she came from a large market. She'd already worked in New York City and then came out here. She was only here for a year, but very special person that is uh, spiritual. And he's got a wonderful daughter, Quinn, and so she was great. But when Stacey worked together, I think the reason why it worked uh, so good for so long is because we were on the same quest, is that we both, we talked constantly And still to this day, we talk every single week is that, you know, when you get a friendship like that, that uh, is genuine, you hear it on the radio and then it is real, uh, then it will be real during the show and then after the show. And so it's so weird when we stopped working together, we couldn't stop talking to each other. (laughs) And that's (laughs) that's why every single week we are texting all the time. We rarely see each other. It's very rare. But we talk all the time. And so, yeah, she's definitely the longest partner on the radio and, and blessed. I mean, that's just, I feel lucky. That's fantastic. Let's give a shout out to your current partner, too, Marky Scott. Yeah, a Colby girl is on the radio. (laughs) I love Marky. I have the pleasure of knowing Marky. She's so awesome. She's just such uh, an upbeat person, and she's really great on the radio with you. I feel like you guys are blending really well together, and um, you're kind of showing her the ropes, and I think she's doing a great job. She's doing a great job. She is, and I I really uh, am having a great time uh, working with her. Marky, the thing um, about her is that experience-wise, this is her first, you know, 
rodeo as far as being in morning radio. And so she had done radio a little bit, but she was interested in it. And she was one of those people that she thought that might be fun. And I know that she uh, helped out with one of our sister stations. Uh, they they talked to her and they they groomed her a little bit. And then all of a sudden she became a, a DJ and we went, we need somebody to do mornings. She was in the right place at the right time. We yeah. gave her a try. And then, you know, it turned into a thing where it's like, yeah, you know what? This is working. So let's run with it. The, the fun thing uh, for me, though, is occasionally we run into that uh, demographic you know, change that is huge between Marky and I, you know, she's in her twenties and, and I'm not. And so the funny thing with that is that we run across things like talking about TV shows, certain kinds of music, uh, events that have happened in history, uh, that we run across things where, uh, if it's something that happened back in the day, I'm going to know about it and she won't and I'll bring her up to speed and vice versa. You know, sure. there's eras where I, uh, yeah, she was paying way more attention than I was. And so, uh, <laughs> that's the, the fun part of, of playing radio with her in the morning. Sure. Dave, that really offers a dynamic effect with the two of you from different from different eras basically i mean different generations so that's it's pretty cool you know you guys can <laughs> fill in the voids there yes i think the good thing in and but this has happened sometimes in radio where in the mornings you know you're primarily going to have well you know more than one person probably doing the show uh on a lot of morning shows so if that's the case i know some morning shows that have five six people on the show well you want to make sure that they're all really different they're bringing something different to the party because you don't want ham and ham. You want ham and eggs. And so you want to have a different take on everything on the planet from all these different players. And so Marky and I, really different people, but that's good because, you know, there's things where people are going to go, yeah, Marky, hey, you know, yeah, I know what you, I, I see what you're talking about. And we'll, you know, understand her vibe and what she's talking about on the radio and vice versa. Same thing with me. And so uh, all these different angles of hack or whatever we're talking about for topics is great. More people you've got. Just make sure you got a lot of ham and eggs, throw some hash browns, whatever. <laughs> just make sure you've got a lot, a lot of different things on your plate. I want all that stuff for breakfast. I want ham, eggs, hash browns, like some ketchup I on know. hash browns. Yeah, bacon, please. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So, that, <laughs> man, what a perfect analogy. Like that's that's definitely true. You don't want ham, ham, and ham, right? So no, you don't. Because you know what? They'll collide, and uh, you may have like a lot of type A stuff going on where everybody wants you know to be on at the same time and i have to say it is difficult that if you're driving the truck you know that you want to make sure you hand that ball off and that's the thing is that i'm i love handing the ball off to other people yeah. and letting them taking it and run with it for a little while but it's one of those things where you know so there's got to be one person who's kind of like either the whatever you want to call it quarterback coach they need to be the ones that it's actually steering the ship fantastic dave okay <laughs> so let's uh let's talk about disco cures cancer tell our listeners a little bit about that and how long you've been doing that and you are the brains behind the whole operation and when it started and i actually had the opportunity to use my dj equipment in photo booth at the central wisconsin event and expo center now formerly the yeah. patriot center but yeah. uh um you know dave you've been doing disco cures cancer for so long would you mind telling us a little bit about that sure it started out uh, my wife and i we love Love to dance and always have and so when we uh started talking about something that might uh, expand this in some way shape or form uh the whole idea was to do it for charity but we didn't know how you know how to put it together and so i started talking at the station about hey is there anything we can do that would involve some kind of dance we'd love to sponsor one and put one together and at that time we had two promotions directors that worked for us and uh we chatted about that becky lang was one of them and keith dupuy was the other one who's still in the area and so we chatted with our um, sales manager bob young who is still around and um we were chatting about what to do and, and i said well i want to do this thing called disco kills cancer and so they went all right uh, let's see what 
happens. And so we thought, well, who do we go even work with to see if we can make it a, a charity kind of dance? And we went to Marshfield and I went into a, a big meeting with all their big dogs at Marshfield Clinic. And I said what I wanted to do. And I, uh, it was originally called Disco Kills Cancer. And they said, we really try and avoid anything that uses the word kill. <laughs> and I went, oh, I get it. OK, maybe we could change it up. Yeah. And so that's where it got changed into Disco Cures Cancer. And, you know, super play on words like there's no way just goes you're curing cancer. But maybe it'll, it'll be something that people will start using as a, a moniker and they'll go, hey, yeah, we want to join that movement. And let's see where it goes. Well, I thought it would go for about one, two, three years. And then people would be bored stiff of doing it. And I was so wrong. And so we did 18 of them. And uh, then we stopped doing them and uh, we uh, moved on. It was time to like, hey, let's see if we can go in a different direction and do other things. And so we did. So last year when we were putting you to work, because, man, all your gear, you were the sound guy for yeah. this thing. Yeah, it was fun. We, we worked the, the pit lake is what we did. <laughs> we um you did the big setup and we did a 19th one because we did it 18 years straight the 19th one was going to be for the 50th anniversary of wifc as a radio station and so that's why that all happened last year and it was it was interesting because we did it in August, and the reason why it was in August is because the 50th birthday party for WIFC was in August of last year. And the only weird thing with that is that disco is very polyester-oriented, so a lot of people wearing polyester outfits. Uh, Man, it got toasty in August. Doing that. Yes, yes, it did. Yes, <laughs> yep. But everybody got the theme. I mean, you dress like you're from the disco era. We also, we originally, we had it in October because it was our adult Halloween party is what it turned into. And then we raise money the main thing was for uh, cancer uh, patients and their families to try and take care of extra costs that uh, uh, their insurance wasn't paying for and so a lot of times it was paying for gas cards hotel rooms uh, for family members who were in town and they had uh, somebody in their family that was you know going through uh, cancer stuff and so it, it worked out great for a long long time we had a great time doing it and uh, I just I was floored that it went as long as it, it went I was shocked yeah well, <laughs> what a success and what a great cause Dave I mean such a cool thing and that is definitely the talk of the town disco cures cancer everybody everybody from you know I'm from up north Wisconsin and and uh, everybody knows Disco Cures Cancer. Everybody heard about it. And I'm like, I want to be a part of that, you know. So when I had the opportunity to to be the sound guy, I was very honored and privileged. I thought it was so cool. We couldn't have had a better time. It was so great. Oh, it it was. sounded so great. It was. Uh, so you brought everything we needed. And uh, and that got us nice and loud. We It looked awesome yeah, because obviously, you did. know, you bring lights galore. And so oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a great yeah, oh. and then Mr. Tom King was playing the the CDs. Yeah, he. The, you know, the reason why that worked out because my wife Elaine and I we've DJed it for a lot of years. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of times that we had a conflict where Tom King, who's also our sports guy, he would have to go do you know a football game, uh, something like that or whatever. And when he would do that, and Elaine and I would uh, you know be the DJs, we went well. You know, we're using our CDs. So we, our whole CD catalog that we have was what we used at Disco. And then uh, in the years where Tom got to be our DJ, it was great because Tom is from the Disco era. He actually worked in the Disco clubs around the Wausau area back in the day when, when the Disco era was happening. So this would be, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And um, so we went, there's no one who's going to know the music better than him. And um, so that worked out absolutely fabulous. And the other thing was when he was DJing, then Elaine and I got to dance more. So. Oh, there you go. 
you go. There you go. You got to enjoy yourself more too. Yes, that's always right. it's always nice to be away from the DJ booth and actually dance and get out there and have fun too. Oh, real. Yeah. So, awesome, so we Dave. just ate it up. Yeah, Dave. I have a plethora of questions, but I'm just going to ask you one more. I don't want to keep you all day. Uh, so far, oh, this has just been a fantastic interview. But I, my last question, Dave. I think a lot of people want to know this. How long? Do you think you're going to keep doing radio? I think the thing with morning radio DJs, especially, but any uh, radio DJ is uh, I don't know a lot of them that have truly retired uh, at all because uh, there's some of them have said, hey, I'm going to retire. Sure. Well, they retired from their whatever they were doing, regular shift. And especially there's a couple of morning guys that come to mind, but they retired and then they moved over to some other shift where they were working just weekends or another shorter shift somehow, but they couldn't get radio out of their system. It's I think the most impossible thing and i never see you know myself ever retiring i mean you said you're from the northwoods and so you know some of the northwoods djs i um i joke around with people like duff damos uh and you know and then uh bill mitchell bill mitchell who was up there for many years and so we joke around that wifc morning guys never retire they just move north Because they all, I mean, they know WIC. They all came through the ranks to be yeah. in WIC. Yeah. Sure. You know. Sure. Awesome. And so I, I really don't see it ever happening where I genuinely will fully retire. There's going to be a time where they go, Dave, you know, we're going to move on. We're going to move to something else. And if, you know, that day comes, I, I hate it when I even think about that. But uh, if that happens, then it's like, well, what else can I do for you guys? Because... This is my planet. It's in my DNA. I have to do it. It definitely is, Dave. Well, Dave Calloway, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Calloway, a radio legend. Dave, I am so honored and privileged that you were able to join me today on my podcast. Thank you again, Dave. I really appreciate it. Justin, you rule. Hey, thank you for doing this. I'm so glad you're getting into podcasting because it's one of those uh, opportunities for people to just take a topic, run with it for a while, lock in. And then the thing is, though, everybody is just make it one of your faves is it just get so you're in a regular groove and see what Justin's up to. Because, yeah, you'll just keep finding topics that you're interested in and and run with them and get an opportunity to talk about. Absolutely. And I'm going to keep doing it again, Dave. You are an inspiration to so many. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is Dave Calloway. I am DJ Justin Pitlick. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast for this episode. And we'll see you again soon. (laughs) 